This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Player FM, Google Play, and TuneIn. Just search Just the Two of Us Podcast. You can also follow us on social media. On Facebook at Just the Two of Us Podcast. Or on Twitter at JTTOU Podcast. Hey everybody, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We are back for another fun-filled podcast. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while. And How long has it been, Tracy? It's, I don't even know. It, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a while. <laughs> Last time we were here, we talked about the Avengers oh my Infinity God. War. So that's why. That, uh, that should give you an idea how long it's been. Okay. Infinity War is the last thing we talked about. Oh, my God. It has been a while. Well, we're sorry. We've been gone for so long. Um, no real reason. We're just lazy sometimes. <laughs> with, and then, um, and to make up for it, we're going to recap all the movies for the past year <laughs> <laughs> in the next eight-hour podcast. So I hope you're ready for that. <laughs> get a snack. Get a meal. Sit down and get ready for the eight-hour podcast. Yeah. Okay. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, but we are um, back, and we have a great podcast ready for the 2019 year. And we are going to kick things off with If Beale Street Could Talk, written and directed by Barry Jenkins. Uh, Barry Jenkins, if you remember, he uh, directed uh, the um, Academy Award winning best picture film, Moonlight. Um, And um, so, yeah, we're really excited. This movie is based off of James Baldwin's book. And uh, yeah, we took a look at the film and um, we're going to share our thoughts with you today. So first off, uh, Stephen's going to give you a little synopsis. And um, then we're going to just go right into all of our thoughts and feelings about the film. But first things first, this is a spoilerific uh, review. And so if you have not seen the film, you should just not continue listening until you see it. But we are going to uh, definitely give some stuff away. So just be aware of that. And go. Steven. Oh, wow. <laughs> you you just put me on the spot. You Maybe. knew you were going to have to do this part. Yeah, well, <laughs> to give you a short synopsis of the film, <laughs> for those of you who are uh, aren't familiar with the material, uh, this, is, this film takes place in the 1970s in Harlem, and it's about two young people who are lifelong friends who end up uh, falling in love, and the, uh, the girl in the relationship gets pregnant, um, and then, you know, contemporaneously with that, uh, the boyfriend is accused of raping a woman and uh, is in jail awaiting trial for that. So the movie revolves around their relationship, talks about how they came together and, and fell in love. Uh, also coupled with the family dealing with the fallout of the pregnancy and the prison sentence or the, the jail uh, situation and trying to... You know, see if they can find a way to um, prove the innocence of of the boy 
Um, his name is uh, Alonzo. Uh, they call him Fani for short. Um, and the girl is Tish. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much a quick synopsis of it. That's pretty much it. So um, we're just going to dive right in. Uh, do you want to start us, start us off, Stephen, and give us a few of your thoughts and opinions? What did you dislike? What did you like? Or just some overall... I, overall stuff. I, I I I really like the film. Uh, admittedly, I never read if Bill Street could talk. Neither have I. Uh well, that's not surprising. You haven't. So oh, why is that not surprising? Well, you you, uh, you kind of went to a school that didn't really focus on these kinds of books. Uh, I I went to a predominantly white Catholic school, so I I I haven't read a lot of yeah. So African American. Works. Well, I read a lot of African American literature growing up with the schools I went to, but this is one that I did not read. I did read uh, James Baldwin before, um, like Go Tell on the Mountain is one of his books that I read, but I never read this one. Um, so it was nice, um, you know, for me to watch this movie, this film, and not have any preconceived notions or expectations of what it's about. So that mm-hmm. that was good to go in and and be, you know surprised by everything that happened so i I really enjoyed that part of it um i thought uh overall i mean the acting was Mm -hmm. excellent yes a lot of strong uh actors in it uh quick one rundown of the actors in it regina king um stephen james plays fani kiki lane plays tish yeah coben domingo michael beach anjanu ellis um, Tiana Paris, um, Little Franco, uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave Franco, the Little Franco, <laughs> the tiniest uh, Franco, <laughs> Pedro Pascal, Diego Luna. So there's, there's a lot of mm-hmm. actors, Brian Tyree Henry, and everyone was really, really good. Very I mean, there, good. There was like, no excellent. weak, weak links in the, in the acting. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Um, I really love, you know, even though you know, his part was relatively small compared to you know, maybe uh, Kiki Lane and Stephen James, but Coleman Domingo, like, that's my dude. I like Coleman Domingo. Uh, everything he does is good. I mean, ever since I saw him in Passing Strange, like, I've always checked him for, for things, and brother's a, a good actor. Uh, he was a standout performance for me. Uh, of course, Stephen James was, was good. He's quickly, like, shooting up the Shooting up the charts of like one of my uh, favorite actors, um, I think he did a really good job. Regina King just won a Golden Globe for her for her job as the mother. So she clearly did a great so job. So she clearly <laughs> did, a, did a good job. It's amazing. So mm-hmm. that that was one of the I really liked was the acting performances. Uh, what did you think of, of the acting? Oh yeah, I, that was definitely one of my positives um, of the movie. The acting, yeah, it was tremendous. I don't I don't really have more to add to that. Just like. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like you said, like, yeah, everybody was amazing. Like I said, Regina King was just phenomenal. She won the Golden Globe. So, yeah, definitely, if anything, check this movie out for the acting alone if you're into, like, great performances. Okay, yeah. Uh, acting was good. I, I think the um, the it was shot very well. Yes. You know, a lot of the scenes, um, it was very deliberate. And then mm-hmm. way that Barry Jenkins shot the movie where, you know, scenes, they didn't rush through scenes. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of 
you know, they let they let them breathe and, and linger, you know, mm-hmm. when a person would come into a room and, you know, the camera would just kind of, you know, slowly follow them around or sometimes it would just be stationary. And as the person moves, the camera would kind of like move with them or as they go out of frame. And mm-hmm. so it was shot well, like it, yeah. it, it, it really had a stylistic um, visual aesthetic that was you know, very, to me, like, you know, intriguing and, and interesting mm-hmm. and, and made the story uh, flow well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things. Yeah. Nothing was rushed in this film. No scenes were rushed. I, I also wrote that down, too, that everything was just really well developed. And um, you may feel that, like I did at a couple of points, that some things could have been a little bit quicker, but, like, overall, like, you want the scenes to to just live as you say to just breathe and just kind of linger given you know what is going on in the movie so um i i don't think i've watched a movie like that maybe ever i don't think i've really? seen no not not with that type of uh pace i guess you could say like you know you've seen i like i've seen like slow <laughs> movies um, and I don't want to say this is slow in a bad sense, but it's just, yeah. I mean, you really just feel like you're 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 in a scene for a while, and you feel like you're with them. You know? Do you? Um, I don't know. You probably don't remember anything about Twelve Years a Slave, but mm-hmm. I, I think Twelve Years a Slave had the same thing with like yeah. uh, Steve McQueen's directing style was the same way, where he lets things mm-hmm. linger. He's, yeah, that's true. He's really yeah. an, an artist or an artisan, mm-hmm. as as Fonnie doesn't like the word artisan in the movie, yeah, as he mentions. Fine. But he was more like an artiste, and and that he. You know, he would just linger the camera like in the field. Yeah, so that, that's true. Yeah, there know, were those types. And that's of, how Steve McQueen yeah. did Twelve Years a Slave. So it's kind of like yeah. the same same okay. thing in a way. I kind of forgotten about that. Yeah, I don't. Um, and like Twelve Years a Slave coming out, this movie might make you mad. <laughs> it might make. Yep, yep. It might make you mad. When, <laughs> when when we saw Twelve Years a Slave, ooh, boy, we were mad. I was, I was my my I was clenching up my fist. I was like that Arthur <laughs> meme. I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody better not say none to me when I go to work tomorrow. For real though, because twelve years of slave will make you Ooh. ready to, to to pop off. If you've seen it, then you know. If you <laughs> haven't seen it, then get ready to be mad. Cause yeah, yeah. So um, that was another thing I, I liked. Um, what else? Um, well, we can talk about. I was thinking of specific things in the movie mm-hmm. um like i mean from the jump i mean maybe not from the jump but like you know maybe 15 minutes into the movie after the premise is established mm-hmm. the you know the scene where the two families get together yes yes <laughs> and then the house where yes. they uh you know uh tisha's family uh in- invites Fonny's family over so they can break the news that Tish is pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that scene was so wow. good. It was so entertaining. I was like, yo, they about to they about to go at it right now. I mean, was that the best scene in the movie? Oh yeah, it was, def- yeah. It was definitely the best scene Probably. in the movie. That yeah. was like that was so good. It was crazy. I mean, it was unexpected too, because it was like, I mean, they're this family, his family is just this really kind of well the mother and the sisters are like really sadiddy yeah sadiddy bougie (laughs) uh you know ostensibly church going folks right right 
you know, and the father, you know, played by Michael Beach. kind of like, you know. With a bag wig on. Like, come on, Michael Beach. We know you, Michael Beach. <laughs> come on, man. We know that ain't your hair. Yeah, that's That funny. dude hasn't had hair since. Dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think he Michael ever had hair. Like, for real. But he yeah, he played know. the father. And he was like a cool cat. Like when yeah, when very cool. When they found out, you know, when Tish said that she was pregnant, the father was like, Oh yeah, we gonna go drinking tonight. You know, right. he was excited, he was and happy. the mother and the sisters were being all judgmental. And you know, I was up there thinking, like, how did, how did they get married and stay married? If he's like, you know, a yeah. cool, you know, he's, he's like a chill guy, you know, yeah. a, a nice guy, and his wife and and daughters are just basically just terrible beings. And clearly, Bonnie uh, just takes after his father because he's not like that at all either so he's not like all sadity and bougie at all so it's just kind of funny like that's what i thought immediately like how did this kid come out of this family like this like he's very cool and down to earth and 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 it's funny because like you know like we said this is going to be a spoiler podcast but at the point where um the mother Fanny's mother, you know, she stands up and then she starts insulting Tish and talking about the baby and mm-hmm. and spouting out, spouting, spouting Spout off, spouting off <laughs> about God and saying the baby's gonna be die shriveled up I in her womb. I was just like, wow. I mean, she was wilding out. And then what happens? My man Michael Beach, like he he pulled some like vintage Michael Beach out. He, <laughs> he slapped her across the room like. Prince's father slapped him oh, across the room in purple man. rain. And he yeah, he slapped the mother, his wife, and I'm like, whoa, like this like escalated quickly. Like he slapped her down. I was and not expecting that. I was not expecting that either. <laughs> and I tell you what, you know, PSA, I don't condone domestic violence. <laughs> but oh, like gosh. Chris Rock said, <laughs> I'm not saying he should have hit her. But I understand because she was way out she of pocket. Was so out of pocket. She was she was out out of the atmosphere. Like she was that far out of pocket. I'm like, whoa! And that was like that was that was something else. I you mean, know? she was like, I hope it shrivels in your womb. I'm like, wow, that was quite the line. Well, I know, and it's funny because like you know, like they've you know said like she's a. Tish is like a good girl. Like they've they've known each other. The family's known each other for a long time, as long as the kids have been alive. Mm -hmm. And you know, she's not some quote unquote like hussy off the street or anything. Right. And uh, and this woman was talking about what would be her grandchild. Like why you know she's saying such hateful things. And it was like wow, like you are really like not a good person at all. Yeah. I mean, it's like she knew her all this time, but it's like. They kept saying, who's going to raise, you know, who's going to raise this baby? And the sisters was like, you don't have an education and all that. So I guess that's what they expected for, you know, for their, for Vani, like, to be, is it Vani or Fani? Fani. Oh, okay. It's Alonzo and they call him Fani. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why that didn't make sense to me when I thought about it. I was like, Fani, okay. But he, um, you know, it's like. I mean, he wasn't in school himself. You know, he went to like kind of like a trade school. So it was kind of like, you know, he didn't go to like college or anything like that. You know, I mean, it was just kind of weird like that they had this expectation for for Tish to be like better or whatever, you know, for him to be with somebody 
better. But I'm like, right. well, he was, he just like learned carpentry, you know, not that that's bad, but I mean, you know, it's not like my yeah. man has like a bachelor's degree and he's like about to go to med school and all this stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, they were just like, like ultra bougie, like yeah. for no like real it reason. It was weird. It was so weird. But yeah, that was a great, great scene. Like, it was tense and funny, and it had a lot of elements to it. It was just shocking, obviously, and 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 you were just right along with the other family, with Tisha's family. Like, yeah, they like basically like threw them out. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's like, don't, like Regina King is like, don't forget your stuff, <laughs> right? She didn't say stuff, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that was great, and the no. daughter, the sister, just like picked up their coats and threw them out. That was just great. That was just so great. Yeah, yeah that was, great scene. Yeah, that, that scene was great. Um, yeah, like what else? Uh, what else did you like? Like that was like a standout scene, but it happened mm-hmm. like real early in the film. Yeah, um, I would say uh, uh, besides that, just like you know, kind of back to like the directing and stuff, and just like the cin- cinematography of the film was just beautiful. Like every scene. Could have been a picture. There were lots of, you know, moments where they're just focusing in on, you know, one character. And it was just, you know, it was just beautiful. Like everybody just, you know, could have been a, you could have taken just so many pictures throughout the film. And um, so, I mean, I guess that's like something that Barry Jenkins does in his films that he, where did they say he got that style from? From various different yeah, so right. we we it's saw text. the movie at at Alamo Draft House, which is like a great movie theater if you've never been, because instead of just showing just normal like ads for like you know dentist offices and and other like random things on the screen before the movie, they show like a reel of um you know uh, a a reel of videos uh, presentation that like kind of corresponds with the film you're watching. Right. So for this movie they they talked about like influences of of Barry Jenkins. So they were showing other clips of other films that influenced him. Another, um like another pref- similar kind of movie. Right, similar movies and, and directors. So they show like, you know, Jonathan Demi films and and things that uh Barry Jenkins did that was similar to Jonathan Demi as far as like looking, you know, the characters looking into the past the camera right uh but looking directly at the camera but past it so you kind of mm-hmm. feel like you're looking you know within their thoughts um mm-hmm. the other things other influences which is right. which is pretty cool so it's like yeah. it kind of gets you in the mindset of watching them watching a the movie and you can see that stuff in the movie that you're watching when you see mm-hmm. um you know all the different prior movies that influenced barry jenkins and his and his uh visual style so that was right. pretty cool yeah it was cool to see that um, so yeah, that's what I <clears throat> enjoyed about the movie also, um, was just, uh, just the way the whole film was shot and how it looked and, um, yeah, like I, I really enjoyed seeing a movie like that. You know, you just feel like you're seeing uh, a piece of art, you know, like you're watching art, you know, on film. So it was really cool. Anything else you liked? Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, a big thing with this, this movie is... I find it interesting with the the marketing in a way because mm-hmm. I think that they're trying to you know market it and and get as broad an audience as possible. So the movie is kind of marketed as a love story, right? But it is a love story, but then it isn't at the same time mm-hmm. because it's a love story, but it's wrapped within you know with this uh, exterior veneer of a 
a, a social commentary on racism in America and the prison industrial complex. Right. When they, in, the, in the movie discusses how the, you know, how essentially Fani was being railroaded by a crooked cop, a bigoted cop, uh, how the court system moves, this, you know, the, the dirty tricks and gamesmanship that the district attorney uses to like ensure a conviction of someone who happens to be innocent. Um, it was very interesting because it, it, yes, it's a love story, but then it's like, oh, but then you're getting all this other stuff with it. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, unfortunately, I, I just think that, I mean, I hope people go to the movie and not be disappointed, thinking it's like it's just a straight up love story right. and, and realize it's a, it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there has to be some people who went in expecting it to be a, a love story and not getting all this other stuff. You know, right. it's like it's like someone said to you, you know, advertise the restaurant says we got the best desserts around and you come mm-hmm. in expecting to get a dessert. But then on the dessert on the plate with the dessert is like vegetables. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's right. like a, it's like a piece of cake in the middle of the plate and then the around the cake is like some, some broccoli. Broccoli, right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And that that's how how it seems. Yeah. But it, I mean but it was good though. I mean I love that it was more than just a, a love story and, mm-hmm. and and that's what you would expect from coming from, you know, an, an author like James Baldwin. Like he's not gonna you know, he was someone who was very, very uh critical of the United States and, and how, you know, it dealt with things like racism and, and, and crime and, and, and criminal justice and things like that. So, you know, you're going to get that aspect in, in something that's based on his work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like, yeah, I mean, you learn pretty quickly on that, you know, he's in jail. And so you're, you know, you immediately kind of like, oh, wow, okay, this is, <laughs> you know immediately that this is not what you uh, expected as far as the story goes, uh, what they've been showing in terms of the ads and the trailers and whatnot. So, um, yeah, you learn pretty quickly. But then, you know, as you go along, you are, you know, you're wondering, like, what's, you know, I was, I'm like, well, what did he do? You know, like, what's going on? I mean, because I hadn't read the book, so I had no, I had no idea. And I hadn't, and I typically don't read anything up on, on movies before we go see them so I had no idea like you know what he was you know if there was any information out there outside of the book um you know if there was information about why he was in jail what he was accused of so I didn't know but yeah like um yeah hopefully people will still go see it and and yeah and they see it and then they won't be disappointed in it because it's it is a really great film right and, and one thing I, I think we could talk about is how you know, throughout the film, Tish visits uh, Fani in jail, and mm-hmm. you know they have the, the the standard glass between the two people, and they talk on the corded phone, mm-hmm. and you can see like with each visit that she visits him, like you know he starts to look worse and worse. Yeah. Um. At you know because he's in jail longer, and then like the last time she visits him before before the very end of the movie. Uh, when he when she still visits him behind the glass, you can see that obviously he was in some sort of altercation. Right. He you know his lip was busted. He has he his capillaries broken his eyes, so his eyes were red. He had other scratches on his face and bruises. And the thing that was cool about the movie, something that I, I liked about it's like they all this stuff happened, but then they didn't show it. Like you did not right. you didn't, the entire time you never saw Fani in 
prison. You just saw him at, in the in the visiting room, but you never saw like they, they did show him once. They did show right. him once, like laying in the cell. Right. But they didn't show him, you know, life in prison. It wasn't like him, a wide shot either of it. Right. It they didn't show him walking around. They didn't show him talking to any inmates mm-hmm. or any guards or anything. They didn't show what happened to him while he was getting worse. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like it's left to your imagination as a viewer mm-hmm. that, you know, you just don't know what's going on. Yeah. And and, and, and also as, as much like her character, like she doesn't know what's going on. You know, she right. sees him and it's like you're you're completely in the dark and then you're imagination kind of runs wild with that when mm-hmm. you're when you see someone that you love in jail it's like what's going on like i mean they still they tell me they're okay but then i can see in their eyes and i can see that they have bruises and things like that yeah and it, it was that was pretty cool mm-hmm. uh to, to see that um i lost my train of thought oh i was it, gonna say yeah. one thing too yeah it was interesting that they did not show what happened they didn't show you know what happened in terms of like you know he was accused of raping a woman but they didn't show her being raped right so they didn't show that they didn't show that and so you know again it's all like you know he's trying to obviously you know he you find out later you know that it's clear like he did not do it and that he was framed for it but you know like you don't see the events that led up to well why was he framed like who who did this woman think actually raped her, you know, and she picks him out of a lineup and, you know, so you don't see anything that led up to that and why she, why she did that, you know, like what, what the police coercing her to pick somebody that they wanted her to pick, which basically is what happened. It's left open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's another like good point. Like they don't show what Mm -hmm. happened when he's in prison. And they don't show, like, the actual event of what happened to her or mm-hmm. any of that stuff. Or they don't show her, you know, talking to the police or going, you know, identifying him in a lineup. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more because this, this movie, it isn't, like, a mystery movie. It's not a whodunit. It's not yeah, no. the goal of, of, of this movie and you watch this movie. The, the, the end game isn't to watch it. And to like figure out, okay, are they going to get him out of jail? Who did it? Yeah. You know, or is there going to be a witness that comes for? Is there going to be a trial? Like the the end game isn't any of that stuff. So that stuff is is kind of immaterial to what the the, the goal of the movie is. I right. Mean, the goal of the movie is really to talk about you know things that I mentioned before the you know the love story and then like racism in America in the 1970s in New York. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you don't have all that you know extraneous stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, weighing it down, turning it into like, oh, this is going to be like a mystery movie, and we're gonna, you know, they're gonna figure out like who, who did, did it, you yeah. know. So, and you know, without spoiling it, even though we said we're gonna spoil it, but I don't want to say, you know, what happens at the end. But yeah, you, you know, you don't, you know, it doesn't end like in the way that like you, yeah, you, you might expect a movie to end. You know, it doesn't right. like go in a certain direction, which was surprising to me again because I, I haven't read the book, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I was, what happened, I didn't expect. And, um, but yeah, it, it, it really makes you think. And I, it, you know, as you said that it made me kind of think about, you know, as, an, as the audience is watching all of this unfold, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, w- you know, with everybody else watching this, like what is going through everyone's minds? Because you don't, this is kind of like, it's so perfect to have a movie like this come out today 
because now with like social media, like a lot of stories that happen in the news about, you know, young black men getting shot or, you know, arrested for stuff that, you know, they are saying that they didn't do or we see on video that they didn't do whatever. And it makes me think like, wow, like so many people just assume things. And this is a type of movie as you're watching it, where if, you, if you're a particular kind of person, you might sit up there and assume that this guy did it, you know, and as things unfold, you're, you're starting to find out more information. You're just like, oh, wow, like, you know, he didn't do this. And, and, you know, it just made me wonder what people were thinking as they're watching this. And we don't have the information. We didn't see him do anything. We didn't see the crime that was committed. And, you know, we're not even seeing him in, you know, in, in jail or anything. Yeah. They but don't they even just... show him, you know, like some movies they like to, like, if it's going to be like, you don't know if he did it or not. Like, I think of like the TV show night of when like the kid mm -hmm. is accused of, of murdering this uh this girl that he meets like they don't even do that that thing where they show like okay they show him walking around right at night or they show right. him in the neighborhood or they show him doing something right. that like so you can leave it to the viewer's interpretation like to think oh did he do it or did he do he it because he was around because he was around yeah, they, like, didn't, they, they didn't they didn't even do any here. of that i mean none they really just did not do anything like none directly involved with the crime or the investigation and it was really all about the, the aftermath yeah yeah yeah, and just seeing her talking to, seeing Tish and her mom talking to the lawyers and the lawyers just being like, kind of like all about like, well, we don't know what we can do. You know, just very like, we don't know, we don't know, you know, this stuff is happening, but you know, it, yeah, it just, it just made me think like, you know, what other people were thinking in a movie, like, do you start to assume, um, you know, that this guy did it? And yeah, it just made me think of today, like how a lot of these types of situations still happen today. And, you know, I'm sure people are at home or online or whatever, like, yeah, like assuming that like these black men are doing all these heinous things. And, and, and there are people today that don't believe that there are, are black men in prison, uh, wrongly accused and wrongly convicted of crimes, you know, they didn't commit, you know, and it, it was just... Yeah, it was it was kind of deep if you think about it like that. I thought. Yeah, 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 definitely, it definitely applies to. Mm -hmm. It can apply to today's times. I mean, it's a movie that was based on a book that was written in in yeah. nineteen seventy three and takes place takes place in the seventies. But you can definitely see it. Could happen today. Happening today. Uh -huh. I mean, you can you could have made this exact film today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, without making many changes. Right. Exactly. You, know, you really could. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess the only issue is because it's you know it was a it was a rape case and you know they have DNA now that they they would right. test. But other than that, like every other you know, I mean, it didn't have to be, you know, uh, rape. I mean, what if he like did something else and just like beat up a woman very badly or something like that? Mm -hmm. And there might not be any DNA evidence to to say, oh no, it was him or it wasn't him. Mm -hmm. So you can take this exact same film and kind of really make it today. Yeah. Um, um, any other points? Any other problems? Well, yeah. Well, going back to not knowing what happened to Bonnie in prison, mm -hmm. uh, we do kind of get a glimpse of it with Brian Tyree Henry's character oh, yeah. uh -huh. of, um, I believe his name was, was it Danny? Oh, man. I forgot his name. No, yeah. No, was his, it Danny? No, his name was uh, Daniel Cardi. Okay. Right. So... Daniel Cardi, like he had recently, you know, in one scene they show that he he 
had been in prison for two years and he gets out and, and he meets up with Fani and they have dinner and then he's explaining to him like how it was in there just saying that he never you know it was just a terrible horrific experience mm-hmm. I mean just being in, in prison and, and how it haunts him it was just mm-hmm. a haunting experience for him and and this is before you know Fani goes to jail himself so it's kind of like a you know, it gives you a glimpse into what maybe Fani was experiencing himself when he was in, in mm-hmm. jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his story was, I mean, you didn't tell a story. You just said, like, you know, I've just seen some things, like, you know, I've never seen before. And they could do whatever they want to you. And and, I, and the way he told it, the way he relayed it was just very haunting and scary. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, you know, just it was just really, like, unfortunate, you know. And, and he himself was put in jail for something that he didn't do. And so, you know, it was just like, ugh, you know. It was just a scary, uh, you know, kind of a scary moment because, you know, that's, like, what um, Fani is going to go through. Right, yeah, exactly. So that was, you know, that was a pretty good scene. And, 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 and Brian Tyree Henry is only essentially in two scenes. I mean, in the first scene when, mm-hmm. he, when he sees Fani on the street, and then the next scene they're at Fani's place and they're having dinner and, and beer and they're just discussing life and things like that. Right. And, uh, like, him and, and, and every character that had, like, little screen time, like, did the most of their screen time. Mm-hmm. You know, Coleman Domingo was essentially in, like, three scenes himself mm-hmm. he did a great job in those in those three scenes mm-hmm. uh regina king did a good job in the scenes that she was in yeah uh everyone i, I mean I'm, I'm just going back and repeating myself but yeah everyone was really 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 good in the in their performances i mean mm-hmm. every everyone's solid um I, I i really liked it um I want to give another shout out again, though, to, to Stephen James. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about, like, he is like, he's a really good actor. Like, I've seen him in a few things now, and before this, most recently, I saw him in Homecoming, the Amazon show with Julia Roberts, where he just knocked it out the park. Like, he was, he was darn good in that. I mean, he held his own with Julia Roberts. They had great chemistry on the show. Um, and I was thinking, like, wow, Stephen James is really killing it. Like, he needs to be nominated for for Homecoming, mm-hmm. and he did a really another really good job in this uh, in this film as well. And in case you didn't know, he was you know Jesse Owens in like this Jesse Owens movie that was a couple of years ago. Um, and he was also on Shots Fired, the Fox show with Sanaa Lathan. So you know, you guys can look him up if you're interested in him. But one thing I, I was thinking about with Stephen James. I had an idea as I was watching this film mm-hmm. set in the seventies, which is you know makes it a period piece. I I, th- I think they should reboot Devil in a Blue Dress mm-hmm. and the Easy Rollins novels, and they for for premium cable for a premium cable television show and cast him as Easy Rollins. Like I'm fan casting it now. Like he, <laughs> you know, Denzel played Easy Rollins in in Devil in a Blue Dress film that came out. Uh, him and Don Cheeto. Don Cheeto played Mouse, and he should play. Like I think he could do a role like that. I mean, I I I, I really think they should reboot those Easy Rollins mo- uh, uh, novels as a, a premium cable series. I think they can do well on television. Um, there's a lot of them, but I mean, they're period pieces and they're 
Mm-hmm. They're very well written and it's nice, you know, film noir detective stuff. Mm-hmm. And then at another epiphany, because hmm. <laughs> recently, you know, we saw Widows. Yeah. Brian Tyree Henry was in that as well. And Daniel Kaluuya was in it. Mm-hmm. And he played like a menacing, scary, scary guy. Like Daniel Kaluuya was like. He was like, so scary. In he the was movie. so. If you haven't scary. seen Widows. Figure out how to, to see, see Widows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah was, that was a great. Yeah, movie. we're gonna insert like our, our our review of Widows too in this little podcast. <laughs> see Widows, it was really good. But Daniel Kaluuya was very menacing and very scary mm-hmm. in that film. And I was thinking he would be like the perfect mouse for Devil in a Blue Dress. Mm. Now I know you probably didn't see Devil in a Blue Dress because you're kind of like mm, you're just smiling there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't see it. Like, okay, yeah, I've seen like pieces of it on TV, but I've okay, never well, watch it. Don Cheadle played Mouse in the original film, mm-hmm. and he was like the same way. Uh, he was very charming and and nice, but then he can turn up in a minute and become <laughs> scary and menacing. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that is something Daniel Kaluuya can do. Mm-hmm. So like basically, I just yeah. I just fan casted a Devil in a Blue Dress. Easy Rollins detective series for premium cable. Got Stephen James as Easy Rollins. Got Daniel Kaluuya as as Mouse. And you know you could thank me Hollywood by cutting the check because I just yeah I just made a show for you guys. Well, you better put it out there on the Etherweb so that can actually happen. Did you just say the Etherweb? Yeah. What's the Etherweb? Interweb. <laughs> you said Etherweb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sounds like you've been hitting the ether. <laughs> you know what I'm but, but, <laughs> but anyway, I I just yeah I can't go on enough about like the performances. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that you didn't like? Was there anything that you thought could have been better? Anything that you were like, eh, you know, I didn't care for that or whatever. Be honest, Any characters or mm-hmm. you thought could be different, played differently? No, I I, a whole bunch of stuff out there. Anything? Actually, no, I don't think there was like. Anything that I had a problem with. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was really good. I mean, everything was good to excellent. I will say one thing that I didn't, like, love was just the telling of, I don't know, like, in some in some ways, I do wish there was a little bit of um, seeing what happened with the woman who accused um, Alonzo of, uh, of rape. But, like, because you didn't really see... You didn't see anything, but you get her story later on um, in the movie. Um, what was Regina King's name in the movie? She was just the mom. Sharon Harris. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I totally missed her name. But when she goes to Puerto Rico to find this woman, because she like, you know, goes back to Puerto Rico or whatever. And she puts on her fanciest wig for it, too. She sure did. And yeah, so you don't really get much from the woman or whatever, but like, I was actually expecting when she went to Puerto Rico and when she was talking to the woman, I thought they were going to like flashback to the night. I was expecting that because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of movies always kind of do stuff like that. They'll flashback. But, you know, they didn't. So the only thing I didn't like was just they cut from earlier in the movie, the love scene, like after that whole scene, you know, then you get like, this is what happened. Um, you know, this is why. Uh, Alonzo got put in jail. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just how that was told. I don't know. I, I didn't love it, but it was it's a very minor, minor, minor thing I didn't love. But um, other than that, I'm like you. I, there wasn't much that I didn't like. Um, it, it was just a really great, you know, being that this is a book and, you know, it's James Baldwin. He's, you know, obviously like 
what's the word like a prolific writer sure you want to go with, with that word yeah, um trying to break, break out my sat words there um you know i just think like you know it was you know anything that i that i can think of that i didn't like i mean you know i try not to say like oh i didn't like something that uh, from a movie that's written by a book that's based off of a book so because i didn't read the book so i don't know like you know what's in the book right. <laughs> and you know movies sometimes take liberties so anything else that i can't think of but anything else i didn't like i don't really want to say because like maybe the movie took a liberty that they had to to make it fit for the screen um you know so other than yeah that little bit i i thought it was just it was just so well done i think just in general maybe audiences might feel like it's a little slow um, because it is, you know, it's it's just not a typical movie that like really rushes through scenes and, um, you know, rushes, just, just rushes through everything. So, um, you know, I will say that like if you're, <laughs> if you feel like you, you know, you kind of have to be in the mood for it. I would say that like if you are somebody that doesn't like when characters kind of really take their time, you know, and like. Yeah, I mean you have that to be you have to be patient and just watch the movie and let it unfold and yeah. not expect. I mean, right. it's it not going to be it's not going to be a man in an iron suit flying around. <laughs> it's not going to be any explosions, you know. Yes. It's not going to be anything like. That. And then, and and there's no also there's no showy showy set pieces as far as yeah, like it's performances. All just walking know. around the city and Right. It's yeah, it's not any like I mean outside of the of the scene in the in the living room, there's no like other scene where it's like people getting loud and emotional and yelling like that really yeah, doesn't there's happen. Nothing shocking. But it almost is a little bit suspenseful in that sense. For me it was like because you're just so used to seeing you know things happening dr drama you know drama in a movie but this was drama in a different way um so yeah there's nothing like loud and just you know you're almost kind of like oh okay this is just like a kind of like an easygoing movie if you will where you know things just unfold and they're just t and they're just telling a story so yeah like if you know if that's you know, something that you're really not into, and this may not be the movie for you, but um, but I but yeah, I still highly highly recommend it. I mean, yeah, sure, I still one yeah, of the best movies see I've seen this year. Just be ready and, for the slow the slower pace of the movie and just kind of the storytelling. It's really a movie I think about. You know, they're telling the story. Right, it's a storytelling film, and mm -hmm. and funny thing is, I just can't help but thinking about it. You know, because we're basically a, a little shy of a week since the golden globes is in a year in which bills if bill street could talk exists i don't see how the green book is out here winning awards oh yeah like for real though like come on like yeah are we tired of stuff like that i mean if bill street could talk and 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 you know full disclosure i did not see the green book but i've read enough about it and know it's not my kind of movie and when I saw that trailer, when it was first released back in August, I knew what kind of movie it was going to be. So I, I called mm -hmm. that. I mean, I knew what kind of movie that was that movie was going to be. Mm -hmm. and it's not a movie that I'd be interested in. and But it's a movie that's very uh, palatable to mm -hmm. a certain segment of the population. Mm -hmm. not going to name any names. <laughs> but And a certain segment of population 
you know, as far as the majority of the voters for different like film awards, this is their Green Book is their type of movie. Yeah. And yeah. and that's why it's getting all these nominations and accolades when quite frankly, based on me seeing if Bill Speak could talk and, and all the things I read about Green Book, uh-huh. this is definitely a far superior film and i wish this film would find more of an audience i mean yeah. there weren't many people in our yeah. theater we went to today i mean oh, there's no. probably it was like a good handful maybe man. 10 people total yeah and in theater and then you know it just went wide and and i really wish more people would go see this movie and check it out and mm-hmm. and give it the support because i mean we keep saying like oh we we want certain kind of movies but this then is, we don't support them yeah. it's like that episode of blackish oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh my god <laughs> well yeah it's like you can't say that oh, we want good quality movies and dramas that aren't stereotypical and and you know gives you a, a wide uh, a wide-reaching view of you know the African-American experience in this country, we can't say we want those kind of movies and then not go out and support them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, with the Green Book, I mean, it may be well... I'm sure it's well-acted, because Mahershala Ali is in it, and he's amazing. And um, I'm sure it's well done, but it's like the story. It's like, come on, we've seen this like a thousand times over. Like, we've seen this type of story... You know, over and over again, right. and Hollywood eats it up. They like love those it's, types of it's movies. It's a movie that serves to it, it serves to make a certain segment of the population feel better about themselves. They feel like, oh, we're conquering racism, or love can conquer all, or friendship can conquer all, and you know things aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. And if Bill Street could talk, it's to me, quite the opposite of that. When you see yeah. how the, oh, yeah. how the characters talk about what's going on in the country and how people are treated, you know, from the way the the lawyer treats the you know treats the family mm-hmm. to the police to other people, or in the film and how they treat the characters, and it's it's interesting. You see, like if Bill Street could talk, you could tell, you know, how. Who, who you could tell by who made if Bill Street could talk versus who made the Green Book. The right. person who made if Bill Street could talk has their finger on the pulse of what it's like to be black in America and how things truly are and how people are treated in this country mm-hmm. versus something like the Green Book, where you know you can tell this was just made to, like I said, to make it palatable for certain people to make them feel like, oh, well, things aren't that bad, just too good. Two good friends can conquer all. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, it's very interesting to me. And, I mean, because one is going to get all the accolades and the other one is, you know, it looks like it's not going to get, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, not, Oscar nominations haven't happened yet, but so far, even with the Critics Awards and the other awards that have happened, Bill Street, if Bill Street could talk, really hasn't done much as far as winning awards or getting mm-hmm. nominations. So, but we'll see what happens in a few weeks when the, Academy Award nominations are announced. When are the Academy Awards supposed to be? In February. Sometime. I thought they were supposed to be early February. Well, no. Because I, I thought in past years they coincided with the Super Bowl. No, it's, it's going to be a few weeks after the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. They moved it around recently, but they're gonna. Okay. it's going to be sometime in... I think probably the end of February or at the very, very, very beginning of March. Oh, okay. So that's that's what that's what I think. So I mean, they haven't even mailed out the ballots yet to the mm-hmm. to the academy members. I think that goes out next week. Oh, so okay. the actual ballots go out next week for people to vote. Got it. So hopefully, maybe with some good news, maybe people go out and see if Bill Speaker talk and 
It'll build some buzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so definitely. I, I implore everyone out there to go see it. Yeah. If you haven't well, seen if you're it. listening, you've already seen it. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> you may have been someone who's, who read the book, so you're not, oh, su- that's true. You're not that's surprised true. That's by true. anything. That's true. So, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Definitely go see it then. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you read the book, still go see the movie. If you yeah. haven't read the book, still go see the movie. Bottom line is, the moral of the story is, go see the movie. There we go. All right. Anything else you have to say, sir? No, I am. I am good to go. Okay. Excellent. So thank you so much again for listening. Um, we are hoping to bring you some more podcasts this year, many more than last year. Yeah. 2019. New, new year, new us. New year, new us. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. All right. No, for real. Um, thank you so much for listening. And, um, you know, if you want to contact us, we gave all of our information at the beginning of the show. So, you know, just hit us up on the um, Twitters and all that good stuff. And I think that's it. All right. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>